I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night, just after 9 o'clock. It's not even 9.05, and we are rolling. Where else would you rather be, Steeler fans? And with me, as always, except when he's not, like when he's at Acrisure Stadium and things of that nature, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going? Uh, hey, you know what? It's going Come well. On, you got um, to do it. Um, Come on. You know how you get mad when we when I when I try to prompt you to do the roar? <laughs> but it's not tradition though. It's not tradition. Uh, Jeremiah Yoder would have it be tradition <laughs> okay. on our show. All right. Well, I, so for so 
Okay, we will. Okay, and I took a small, small breath because I'm sorry. Okay. It's preseason. Preseason. It's still the preseason. Small breath. Okay. But you were there for this one, Rich. <laughs> I know I was there for this one, but I also had fun last night watching and laughing at that terrible purple team. You know, see their record streak of 24 straight preseason games one come to an end, and I'm just like. Big whoop de doo. Who cares if you win the preseason? That means nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't. So. I I said it at the end of. Did I say we? I mentioned on the preview. I don't know if it said preview, but post game show, whatever it was. I'm. I, I I already made reference to the wrong show once already, but I said it on the post game show. And my final thoughts is, you know, winning these games really does mean nothing because you don't win championships in the preseason. All you do is prepare to win championships in the preseason. And that's what the Steelers are doing. So unless you can prepare to have this roll into the regular season, then it's not ultimately important. But we're going to talk about that, especially looking at the game going forward. But before we do that, we're going to – we've got to look back because the Steelers were at Acrisure Stadium. You were at Acrisure Stadium yes, for, for, for everything. And boy – you don't get much better than what you got from the Steelers in a preseason game. I don't know that I've ever seen that. The, the first three quarters were just total domination. And actually, I even told Renee at halftime, I was like, just call it here. I've seen what I need to see. Yep. You know, whatever happens in the second half doesn't matter. I saw all I need to see. From the team. Now, in the second half, I'm watching. You know, that's kind of funny. You know, in the first half, I'm watching the team. In the second half, I'm watching players. players. Guys that could be yeah. your end of the roster kinds of guys. So. Yeah, and that's, honestly, that's what you do as a Steelers fan when it comes to that part of the preseason. So many people, um, I'm I'm like, I've, I feel like I'm a broken record now. Some people are like, oh, it's the preseason. How can you watch these guys? You know, they might make the practice squad. If not, they're just going to be on the street. You know what? You've, you're still forming that. This is where, guys, the difference between late, squeezing on the 53, landing on the practice squad, or out of the league. I mean, remember, there's been years where the Steelers have signed their practice squad almost primarily from their 90-man roster. And there have been years where they have gone way outside the organization, and half the guys or more weren't in training camp with them because they didn't feel like they were worth keeping. That's what you're looking for there. I can't watch preseason games intently that's not the Steelers. I'll be honest with you. I flipped over to that ugly purple team playing last night just to see what the score was. And it was just before halftime, and the commanders had just scored a touchdown, and they were, you know, they were they hadn't even kicked the extra point yet. So I assume the touchdown stood. I I, I just know they hadn't kicked the extra point when I flipped over. But uh I, I can't sit there and do that all that intently with teams that I'm not highly invested in. Now, when it comes to the regular season. If it's an NFL football game, I'll watch the whole thing. I'll, I'll watch right. every part of it that I can. Yep. But what? But when it comes to our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, 
I'm looking exactly like you are. I'm looking at individual players trying to have things stand out as as the game gets later and later and later. Rich, I, I do want to say one thing. There was a surprising roster move yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers brought in a wide receiver, a linebacker. Not really going to talk about them, but it was the Steelers waived injured two wide receivers in both Hakeem Butler and Cody White. You have some thoughts on on that? Those were two guys that you know were in the mix of some when before training camp started of who could make who, who'd make the fifty three man roster, and now both of them they both cleared waivers. So now the the Steelers have the opportunity to reach an injury settlement with them, or they'll go on IR for the season. I don't think either one of them have an injury that's like of the season ending variety and with split contracts where they're only going to be making half of what they would otherwise, if they could land on a 53, I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at, at injury settlements for these guys. Yeah. Did you have, did, did, yeah. Well, any thoughts? I mean, did you realize Akeem Butler did not dress for the game that apparently, yeah, they, um, uh, I was listening pre pre game show somewhere and saw that, he wasn't going to play. Um, shoot, where was? Oh, because w- walking through the stadium, they're playing the the pregame show mm-hmm. on from the radio over over the speakers throughout. Yeah, you know, as you're walking throughout on the concourse and outside the stadium, and I was actually out there and heard Charlie Batch say that he was in in sweats and yes. wasn't going to wasn't going to play. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where and 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 I th- I tried to make sure I explain this just because they weren't claimed and they revert to the Steelers injured reserve doesn't mean that there can't be an injury settlement. They have those they have the five days, um, and then once once that happens, then it's if they completely revert to that or not. If they were seriously injured and going to miss the entire season, for example, like a Corey Trice, um, even like uh, Alfonso Graham then there's really no reason to not to, to do an injury settlement. An injury settlement is for players that aren't as injured and feel that they will be able to return in a certain amount of time. Um, and then that way they, 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 they can, and they get paid for that amount of time up until they would, they, they would go. So that that's how that works. Um, so I thought I'd bring that up since that was, that, that happened. Apparently, Maybe even like Cody White potentially got injured during the game and it wasn't even enough that Coach Tomlin knew about it. You know, I think he was trying to maybe play through something, we talk something like that. Game? You're, ta- you're talking yeah. too much on this that I look at as, as a whole bunch of nothing. So yeah, well, I mean, when we look at this game coming up against Atlanta, it's all about shaping the 53-man roster. These two guys going on injured reserve, that's huge for the 53-man roster when it comes to that position group. It's basically all but settled now. The only question is how many players are going to keep, five or six. But that pretty much you know, almost locks in like a gunner out. Um, who was the most targeted wide receiver on Saturday night? I don't know if you noticed that or not. I uh, did not. Yeah, because they really because spread the ball over. They're, 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 they're the three targets. Look, there was stuff going on the second half. Uh, on the second half, I I fine tuned my watching down to offensive and defensive line. 
Yeah, I'm serious. And and you did. And and for those of you, I don't know if you watch the game on replay. I don't know if you watch the game live on NFL Plus. If you're in the Pittsburgh area and could see it, if you found another way to watch it that might be of questionable means, or if you're at the stadium, if you're on NFL Plus watching it, there was a place where you got the the 3 a.m. network television screen. The, that's just the different colored lines that would normally just have the beep, you know, when you were kids, when you would, when, when you stayed up late until the TV shut off at night after they, you know, play the national anthem and the American flag. And then it went to that screen. We got that screen for a couple of plays. Well, for, I don't know, a couple of plays for, for a good 30 seconds. But luckily you had already told me what happened. <laughs> it was a Kendrick green hold because <laughs> yeah. You were giving me all kinds of uh, Kendrick Green updates from the stadium. He, because I'll tell you what, because I focused it on him in particular because I thought he played terrible against Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I was really watching say, okay, do we bounce back? Do we look better? What's going on? It was more of the same. And by the way, I'm with you from your pro football focus score. Oh, my yeah. God. How did they give him? You I'm start with 60.0. If you play one snap and basically do nothing great or nothing bad, you get a 60.0. How does Kendrick Green score a 60.1? He shouldn't. It, okay. Yeah, I mean. It, it, well, no. Here, here's here's how, okay? Because, again, you got to remember all these things are subjective. So what yep. the person watching and scoring Kendrick Green was saying Oh, he kept his shoulder square. He held his block. Okay, that's a win. Not realizing that Kendrick Green was sitting on the quarterback's lap when the play was over. Yeah, it, it, it's it's almost like they did. And all, you can tell by the scores. I mean, if I look into the more advanced stats, um, which I couldn't, which I wouldn't be able to bring up here and still still see the all the individual scores, they did not fault Kendrick Green. For that snap. And that was just wrong. No one. Nobody on the offense was ready for that snap. Except Kendrick Green. Which tells you it's not like everyone was ready to go except the quarterback. No. No. That was 100% on him. I I said it on the post-game show. I, I I feel like I know what he was trying to do. He just didn't do it well. The the guy that was one of the defensive linemen that moved on the def, on the line. I don't know that he moved enough to even come into the neutral zone, but Kendrick Green tried to snap the ball in order to catch him in the neutral zone. But the thing is, you even look at that, he's not unabated to the quarterback, so it's a free play. The quarterback's not paying attention. I mean, imagine if somebody gets hurt diving on the ball. Yeah, All because you're trying to catch the guy offsides and he wasn't even offsides. So... In a you know in a preseason game, I think he tried to maybe try to outsmart himself, but then he doesn't shake those kind of things off. There's just so much. Right. I mean, and remember when the Steelers drafted Kendrick Green, I was high on Kendrick Green, not because I felt that he was something that I personally saw. I was high on Kendrick Green because I felt that the Steelers find these players that others might not see in them what the Steelers see in them and can do something with them. So to me, I was all in on the Steelers evaluation 
And that's why they waited for Green. They wanted him more in round three than they wanted Creed Humphrey in round two. Yeah, that was a big mistake. Although I, I no no regrets about Pat Fairmuth, but I mean, really, that was just a, a huge mistake. Once you actually see his play out there on the field, yeah, and and I understand what you're saying because it's like you know you're saying you were hyped up thinking the Steelers probably went out and found something. You mean kind of like how everybody right now is saying how the Steelers really found something other folks weren't seeing in Nick Herbig? Yeah. Like those you know. kind of things, you know, the the diamond in the rough they they pull out in the seventh round back in the day, and Calvin Beecham, you know, where right. they can find, you know, getting Ramon Foster as an undrafted free agent, right? Where they can find these, you know, either specifically with the line or just some other times where they're like, hey, this is someone that people are going to write off for other reasons, and we think they could really be good at this position. I still think the biggest thing that. The big two big thing hurts things hurt Kendrick Green. One, he was given no time to learn because he got thrust in there because they had no other choice because of the they, they couldn't sign anyone because of the, the 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 reduction in the salary cap. Then even Ben Roethlisberger saying it out there about oh about him going to guard that was a huge mistake because he's not he he's not good enough there. If he's going to be anywhere, it's going to be center, and he's proven that he can't be there either. We don't want to spend the whole episode nope. just knocking on Kendrick Green. Oh, by either. the way, uh, Jeremiah Yoder said that Chewbacca should play center. Chewbacca should, should play although center. I, although I will tell you, Jeremiah Yoder, Chewbacca is not a center. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca is either a tight end or a defensive end. <laughs> the the real Chewbacca. <laughs> the real fake Chewbacca, the real. not the fake, fake Chewbacca. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it was – Rich, I keep saying it. I mean, you couldn't have asked more for the start of this game. For, I mean, I, I honestly, the only thing that maybe would have been better, I love that they busted the 62-yard touchdown with Jalen Warren on the, hold on, one, two, three, four, sixth play. Six it was on the sixth play. Sixth play. Right? I would have the only thing that might have actually been better is instead of one big 60 yard touchdown, maybe three 20 yard plays because that would have at least made you think, hey, they're doing it over and over. I'm not saying that had that 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 yeah, had but, to be better, but it potentially could have been but, to show that they moved know, the ball but, better. Oh man, I'm you that, when you go back and look, I mean. I think it was uh, was uh, KT Smith put in one of his articles. He put the clip of that run. Yeah, and and it was a good clip because you could really see where the blocking came. Oh my goodness, was that play ever blocked phenomenally? Okay. Oh, I know. I'm gonna I'm going to bring up another play that was blocked phenomenally, and I commented on one of the stories on Steel Curtain Network about it because somebody said, you know, it came actually it came up on the. Um, Calvin Austin punt return. Your and sign just fell down. <laughs> I saw. Okay. It's no longer Shannon's birthday. It's not so. Shannon's birthday. You don't need <laughs> that up there anymore. <laughs> um, and and that is, you know, folks were saying, oh, well, you know, that was blown coverage. No, that was not blown coverage on that punt. Actually, as you watch, as I was watching this guy's coming down oh. the field, the coverage was correct. Like guys were filling the proper lanes. We got over, laid the blocks. I was like, as long as there's no flag, as long as there's no flag. I kept mm-hmm. looking, and none of the rest reached for a flag. 
And by that point in time, then I'm jumping up and yelling, go, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that was just another play that was actually blocked very, very well. Yeah, the punt return. Yes. Yeah. Blocked very well. Yeah. And, and, all, and you just, it goes to show how it all has to come together. Both of those plays are great examples of how so many different things come, come together. Let's talk about the Jalen Warren run there for a little bit. Um, and I know we're, we're still going to get to the game coming up, and we'll get to that in the second half. We're, we're still t- recapping the glory that was the Steelers um, taking it to the Buffalo Bills, especially ones-on-ones. But the blocking up front was great. Isaac Seomalo is everything that – he was sold to be coming. He's as advertised. He's a, he's as advertised. Okay. Yes. Dan Moore Jr. comes down, makes a good good block. James yes. Daniels, Mason Cole. I mean, the only one we're not talking about on that block, really on the line, is Chooks Accord for because he was right. so far removed from the Correct. way. For, not that he didn't didn't do a good job on that. I he was on the other side of the line. You weren't even paying attention to him. You, you, you didn't have to look and see what he did. But that blocking right there set up a big play where he got free. That still doesn't and, give you 62 continued. yards. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that just gives, gives you the first anywhere from generally five to fifteen. Yeah. Is uh, what you're blocking um, up front. It was it's, gonna be yeah. a it was gonna be a 10 to 14 yard run. Yeah. Until Deontay Johnson did such a great job on his guy. Yes. Because that's just gonna say there's so much more coming together. And Jalen Warren accelerated and outran the safety. So so the big guys up front got the first 10 or so yards. And then Deontay Johnson and Jalen Warren then finished the play. Yes. Yeah. And it's all these different things coming together. If it's you know, Jeff Hartman talked about it on Let's Ride. If that's Najee Harris running, that's still going to be a nice game. But it's probably not going to go for a touchdown because he doesn't quite have that that open that field gear. burst, extra we'll gear. say. Yeah, the extra gear that you would get from, from Jalen Warren. And it's not a knock on Najee Harris at all. It's just who one is, who the other is. And that's why that was that was there. But if Deontay Johnson's not there making a block down the field, then it's not going to matter. Look, everybody can sit. I actually sat and think about this sitting and staying. Why? Because, oh, see, new seats this year. Got to get used to who's sitting around me. Uh-huh. So um, let's see, the folks in front of me, I cannot remember her name for the life of me right now, but his name was, I want to say it was Todd. And then, couple old I mean old guys I mean talking like probably probably older than our parents oh wow okay sit behind me and I want to get on them because they were knocking on you know after the jail warden run knocking on Najee and and say and and I just want to say you do understand that Jalen Warren and Najee Harris is like the bus and fast Willie Parker I mean maybe not as much of a contrast I don't think Najee is as much of a bruiser as the bus no, was. And no, I don't think but you, yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. They're is the they same both back. had yeah. their place yeah. within the system. Yeah. And both running backs for the Steelers currently, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, they have their place within yeah. the system. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff talked about it right. 
where it's like, what were we saying two years ago? I mean, even even when it was before Najee Harris, even when it was James Connors, like the, the Steelers really need, they really need that other running back, that that D'Angelo Williams. You know, that was really the last time, the most, you know, not, 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 I'm not, it's not the best example. It's the most recent example of where the Steelers had that other running back that could go out there and get the job done at basically the same level. You couldn't do the same things because they were different players, but right. basically the same level as the other guy in front of them. And now, as soon as the Steelers get that, people want to complain that it should be that guy, and not the other guy. That's one of those things that I still think just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you're complaining that, oh, well, the Steelers only have one running back. Think about when Najee Harris went down two years ago in that final game against the Ravens, missed part of the missed part of the game in the middle, and had to come back in at the end for the Steelers to, to, to salvage that and make it to the postseason in his rookie year. And we're like, oh, my goodness, it just goes to show that if Najee Harris is out – the Steelers are in trouble. Then last year, Jalen Warren came in and as a rookie showed that he was a better backup that they had seen. Now he makes a you know, appears to be the guy that is making a jump in, in year two. But that doesn't mean that there's not value in both players. There's so much, there's so much value in both players. And who cares? Like Je Jeff said it, who cares who gets the first snap? Let both guys do what they do best. But whatever you do, don't telegraph what you're doing based on which guy's on the field. That's all it takes. There you go. Yeah, right. I love it. So, so for everyone who wants to talk about it should be this guy over this guy, you were talking at about a position where more than one guy plays. That's like saying, oh, it should be Deontay Johnson over George Pickens, or most people would say George Pickens over Deontay Johnson. Guess what? You have more than one, and that's even a position where you have them more on the field at one time. Even, I mean, even like say tight end and things of that nature, you can have other options that are that are going to be, doing, and especially as as brutal as that position is in the NFL. But we we talked about the Jalen Warren run, got too much into the Jalen Warren Najee Harris stuff, but that's a big thing with Steelers Nation now. To me, that's one of those the the Najee Harris talk. To me is likely going to be under this category. I almost did this as a, as a – this might be next week's topic that we talk about. Uh -oh. So I'll, I'll, I'll tease it. Training – or preseason stories that we'll forget about in October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Preseason stories that we will forget about in October. Um, For me, two years ago, TJ Watt not playing a single a single – practice up until September because of the new contract thing. He comes out and tears up and, you know, I got to a point that season. I'm like, unless I think back, I didn't even think about TJ. Why not playing the entire preseason and that whole thing? There, there's going to be things like that, that, that we don't, that we just don't look at. And maybe that might be next week's um, episode or not, but we got to see how this last game plays out. I, I also wanted, you mentioned the punt return. Um, I said how it has to all come together. You have to have the right guy at the right speed making the right decisions with the right blocking. 
And that that play was not designed like most of them aren't for him to break it the whole way because he wasn't back there improvising most, oh, sorry, most punt returns that are returned for a touchdown is because of complete improvisation and, and everything, you know, a guy's running the other way and that's why everyone's pursued the other way. And it's just, a lot of them work out that way and they're nice and they're exciting, but that, that's really why it's set up in the way it was. This one was a play that was set up to get the maximum return, and that's what they did. I mean, he didn't have anyone really to slow him down until you had the punter and other safety people. Yeah. That was all that was there. So so Thomas Riley asked me how fast did Calvin Austin look in person. Um, Calvin Austin, it's not – I want to say – I almost want to call it a sneaky fast because it doesn't appear to be blazing speed. It's not, he is not Daryl green. Yeah. Okay. What he has is a really quick burst and then the ability to just pull away. Yeah. Okay. But it's not, it, it, it doesn't, I want to say it, it doesn't flash the same way. So I call, as I call it, it's like he is almost sneaky fast, like faster than what he even looks. Yeah. Here's what made that play so great. He caught the ball. He paused for a moment, watched the blocks set. And, when he, and what really made that play was when he saw the blocks set, he then had already made his mind and shifted into that gear and hit the hole hard. And it was hitting that initial set of blocks perfectly that set up the whole return. Yeah. I'm going to bring something up because it's it's where we're, I'm going to explain something that I said that we're, we actually said the same thing without using different words. But by using different words. This is Steel Dog 88 says, right, Dave, but they also need the vision to see it as well. You, The word you put in all caps there, Steel Dog 88, vision. This is something that with things going on with me and my family and something I have to dive into a lot. There is a difference between vision and sight. Just like there's a difference between hearing and listening. Vision is the mental process of what you see. And that's why vision is the exact right term there. Because I didn't say vision. I just said, and you need to make the correct decision, which is because you got to see it. And then process it properly in your brain quickly and do it. And now, that's what we saw. While you're on the whole term of vision, yeah, I want to go to another area of the game that I'd like to talk about real okay, quick. Okay, go for it. Okay. All right. And to me, it's the way I want to talk about vision, highlighting the differences between Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. Okay. Um, Mitchell Trubisky missed two big plays to Darnell Washington. I heard one, about one that I didn't one even of, catch on One TV. of which, in my opinion, would have been a touchdown mm-hmm. of about 60 yards. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it has to do with what I think is – Mitchell Trubisky doesn't have the same vision that Kenny Pickett does. Mitchell Trubisky drops back. At the time, 
Uh, Washington was in the right. He was off the line. He wasn't fully out in the slot. He was off the line. I say a couple a, bo- a couple bodies off the end of the right okay. side of the line. Okay. He comes up and runs. I don't know if it was a straight seam route or a skinny post or something like yeah. that. Okay. But he's coming up the center of the field. The coverage on him is to the outside because they know they're to have safety help over the top. Mitchell Trubisky's first read was left and he looked hard to the left and the safety bit big time. And he didn't throw the ball there because the safety bit, right? What is a, is, is a quarterback processing that vision, you know, to have real vision, then it's not just to recognize that and not throw the ball there, but to quickly see that, recognize, don't throw the ball there, throw it right behind and take advantage of where you got that guy out of position. Yeah. And Mitchell Trubisky did not throw the ball there. Mm-hmm. He continued to hold and continued to look even further left and further left and did not take advantage of the fact that he moved that safety with his eyes. I turned to Renee and I said, if that's Kenny Pickett, that play is a touchdown to Darnell Washington. Probably. And to me, the difference in the two there is the difference between seeing and and vision. vision. Sight and vision are not the same. They're very close, but they're not exactly the same. So, so yeah, and that's one Sorry, thing really, I'm really liking about Kenny Pickett so far and his few snaps in the preseason. This is vision. Well, Kenny Pickett, you, okay, you want to go back and talk about where he had the great vision and it quickly calculated into what he did on the field was the touchdown to Fryermuth. The Pat Fryermuth, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about too. He, he That was the infamous throw him open. Yes. Yeah. The, oh, I saw the coverage here knew I instantly knew deliver the ball here gives my guy a chance boom done touchdown yeah or as I should say touchdown touchdown okay I'm 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 gonna say there's so much about the Steelers reserve offense that is so difficult to evaluate even the quarterback play somewhat but especially the running backs when you yeah. were not getting much from the Steelers reserve offensive line. Correct. You know, Broderick Jones was in, and then he was out for a series, and then was back in. I thought he was doing all right, doing doing pretty well. And like I said, he he's the one who gets blamed on that sack when really it was Kendrick Green that got pushed back in into Rudolph, which messed up everything and how the guy could then finish off Yes, Broderick Jones didn't didn't finish off his block, but Correct. I don't even think Mason Rudolph because I'm pretty was it Rudolph? I'm pretty sure it was Rudolph. Not yes, I think it was. I, I could be wrong, but I, I, that, that's what I'm going with. I don't think he even still has the ball to be sacked on that one with Broderick Jones if it wasn't for Kendrick Green right. and what he gave up so fast. So. Lots of good stuff there. We, you want to hit some de- – I mean, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take our break. We'll come back. We'll hit a little be- bit of defense. But part of this is leading up to talking about what did the Steelers really have to play for this Thursday against the Falcons. There's some key stuff we're going to bring up. So if you're here with us, YouTube, 
Facebook, Twitter. We'll be back. We're just going to be gone a couple seconds. For those of you on the audio side, we'll be back right after these messages. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Steelers fans, we are back. We are rolling on, man. Yes, Part of it's looking forward because the Steelers play. I mean, my goodness, in 48 hours from now, uh, they'll probably be around halftime or maybe start in the second half. In 48 hours from right now, this is great. This is crazy. But you were there, so that's part of the reason why we, we want to talk about this performance. What I think is getting overlooked in this, in what the offense did, the first unit offense in, in this game against the Bills, is that what ultimately set all this up and the Calvin Austin great punt return was a three and out by the Steelers defense and there and the first time they were out there where all the all the players were out there for the whole thing. That was about as good as you could ask the defense to start. Yes. You know, third and short, and they keep the bills from converting. Let me tell you so, something I was seeing all game from the first team on down when it came to the defensive line was especially your defensive linemen doing, mm-hmm. you know, your your Cam Haywards, your your um hi, hi, um it wasn't Larry O, he was the in play. No, 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 no. Frodo. <laughs> as I Frodo. like to call it. Fahoko. Uh, Fahoko. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh you know, um a lot of those guys just re- Isaiah Loudermilk, those guys doing what they needed to do and occupying linemen so that playmakers could make plays. 
And you know what? When I do PFF scores and report them, that's the one thing that drives me nuts is defensive linemen don't get credit for occupying multiple players. They just look at that as being a loss on that play because they want they want them to make a play every play. That's not their job. That's not their job most of the time, especially in the Steelers' defense. Occupy guys so the other guys can come make plays. Plug, plug up poles, occupy guys. Yeah. Don't get moved out of your spot. Yep. Yep. And and from the defensive line standpoint, because I told you I spent most of the second half watching defensive, offensive and defensive line. Mm-hmm. The defensive line was you know, not getting pushed off the ball, not getting pushed around. Occupying multiple players. I mean, um, uh, the corner that made the 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 TJ Watt interception. Oh, Shannon <laughs> Sullivan. Like yeah, yes. the, you, you, you did you see me? Well, and I, since I did knee jerk for you because you're at the game, that's what I said. And that and, and knee jerk was um, that that's a, that's the that's way a, that TJ Watt gets interceptions yes. okay. at the line of scrimmage, knocking them up and then catching them. He makes that play coming off. There wasn't a lineman on that on there that would have that was prepared to block him. So the quarterback had to throw the ball when he did, mm-hmm. which I think the quarterback at that time was still Barkley. Um, had to throw the ball there because he he was coming unblocked. But if you really go back go back and look at that, you'll see that the defensive line there were a couple guys that were tying up more than one blocker, and you're like, wow, and nobody could break you know. But they couldn't break off and and try to go out there and pick up that corner. Why? Because the defensive linemen were already getting pushed. Yeah, you know, it, and I, I don't know. It, it just I don't want to say the defense right now is already set up, and not just first, but even beyond the first string. They are really playing as a unit. Yeah. Okay. It's not just individual. It's everybody doing their job. Because if everybody does their job, somebody, you know, the playmaker, somebody somewhere is going to win their matchup big and make a play. Yeah. But you and... know, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith can't can't do that if they're able to double team there every play because your guys on the inside don't demand ever having a double team on. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much from this defense. I mean, my goodness, we could talk. We'll, we'll get to Mr. Herbig in a second, but Mr. Highsmith, how many times are you okay having your outside linebacker covering Stefan Diggs across the middle and he comes through with the pass defense? I couldn't get over that. That no wonder you're trying to throw the ball there because you that's your that's your mismatch. Yep. Alex Heisman says no. No, I, I like that. But to see Nick Herbig do what he did in week one, but do it in week two, starting in the second defensive drive, not after halftime, he was on the field for the second defensive drive, not for the whole thing, but for part of it, part to of come it. out play, there play and do his thing against the ones. And that um, and that sack, so, he got that amazing bend on the ghost move. Oh, it just yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think I, I think I put in your in the live chat in the post game show three things I took away from this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
The first of which we already covered. Kendrick Green sucks. Yeah. In my opinion, he can go. Yeah. All right. Number two, Nick Herbig, he is for real. You know, it, seeing it in person, just he is for real. He is a he is not just up there to learn and play some special teams and get a few snaps. He is there and will be a rotational piece on the defensive ends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he is. Third thing I saw that I really like, since we're on the defense, I'll bring it up too. Um, I think Elijah Riley should make this squad. Yeah. I have him. Uh, like, I know. As a safety. Not, People keep not, talking about him as a cornerback. He's a safety. He's your reserve safety, but he but you'll play. He can play in the slot. You don't have to be a cornerback. He's a defensive back. That's who he is. But yeah. Right. He's a defensive back. But just I liked his play. Yep. In the entire game. Just he just all right. Somebody else that I that I do want to bring up because again, somebody got a pretty high PFF score. Mm-hmm. And particularly on their pass defense. Even the one lot. seventh round draft pick, right? You know, and that's that what you're be, talking about. That would be my friend Shannon. Oh, I lost the sign. Yeah, uh, lost Shannon him. White's favorite, Mark Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Top pass actually, score on the team. On the team. And it really Top came now, although he didn't have a whole lot of pass plays, but he had a really good. So pass he had score. 13 covered snaps, according to to PFF. Here, so that's here, not just one play like. where he made a good play. There was. Enough of a sample size to actually discern this, right? So he was on there for thirteen pass plays. He had two two passes thrown his way. I think right. His guys. Well, he had total of total of five yards, but it was <laughs> one of those plays where I thought he was phenomenal and has made leaps and bounds improvements over last year. Okay, Steelers zone coverage. A man comes through his zone. What Mark Robinson last year had a tendency to do was hold that guy too far. So teams would pass the guy to him. He would hold him too far, throw the next guy through his zone, big play. Yes. Okay? Was not happening the other night. He was knowing when to release the man from his zone and go get the next guy into his zone. And it it was Good. I like, you know, to me, it was growth. It's exactly what I'm wanting to see from the guy. Growth, improvement. Hey, you keep making plays like that, you're going to get more snaps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, to me, that was the key because they just went after him in the past game. Now, we've got to remember, yes, these are vanilla offenses and vanilla defenses. I know some people were concerned about Patrick Peterson and what he was doing. Remember what he was being asked to do. That's kind of like asking Gordon Ramsay to make hot dogs. You know, it's, 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 he can do what Patrick, what makes Patrick Peterson a Hall of Fame caliber cornerback is what he can do in the complex systems. So when you're running these more basic things in the preseason, it's not like someone like that's going to stand out and shine. They could, but the fact that they don't, that's part of the reason. Okay. All right. Anything uh, else? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, really, that's that's what it is. So, and but that leads into talking about the game coming up because that's important. We're gonna get to that, but one more quick thing. Boz, good press, yep. good. good. 
Yep. Yeah. I liked that one last punt where he wasn't just working on a short field, still put him inside the 20 and had it high enough that his guy could get down there home to a two yard return. Nice play yeah. by Desmond Patrick, by the way, is on that as well. So um, I was shocked. This is this, I don't know if it's really that much of a difference, but it just kind of shows you how remember, I keep saying you you mentioned my PFF scores that I report. They're not my scores, but I always say about them, remember, they are they are subjective, they are merely an opinion that they do while looking at each player, each player on every play. But in preseason week one, the what was who was the lowest score on PFF's defense for on defense for the Steelers? Tanner Muse. Tanner Muse. Who was the highest score in week two on defense for the Steelers? Tanner Muse. <laughs> Which I said he's got to show like he can do something on defense just to be the special teams guy. You know, you right. can't have a which is it's the same philosophy behind the whole Kendrick Green fullback thing. You've got to show that you're a competent offensive lineman that can make the team as a lineman in order for the team to use you as a fullback. Just like Tanner Muse still has to be, he has to at least be competent enough as, as depth at linebacker if he's going to make it to be a great special teams guy. He's one of those guys that's kind of on, on the edge for me. On the bubble. On the bubble. Well, we but I would say to roll into this Atlanta, we would say there's plenty for the Steelers to play for in Atlanta. There's there's also a lot for the Steelers to not play for. Because we'll go ahead and say it now. Number one thing that the Steelers need to come out of Atlanta with on Thursday night is no injuries. That I mean, that's what was so that was the the cherry on top of the last game. And then you end up having, you know, two receivers that were, were you know waved injured, which was just a different story. But you you want to go in with this. If you were to tell me the Steelers offense would come out and have another performance like they did at the beginning of Buffalo, but you're going to tell me about one or two injuries after the game, or you're going to tell me they could come out and the offense is going to look completely suspect, like you aren't sure about the first two weeks, but everyone leaves unscathed, I'd take the unscathed. I really would. Um, the Steelers offense and defense, they're, the ones have shown what they can do and against a much better quality opponent this past week. Uh, than what they saw the week before. This one, it, once again, it's it's the nameless gray faces that they're playing. It's just they're traveling to play them. But what was the segue? I was trying to remember the last thing we talked about. I said that'll roll into Atlanta. It was was it was it the Mark Robinson pass? Was it was it was it things? Bottom line is, you want to see. Muse. Well, when I was Tanner Muse, yeah, as well. You want to see things that might might have been a concern with an individual player come out as a strength. Mark Robinson is a, last week is a great example of what you ultimately want to see individually from a player in the preseason, where someone was such a liability in week 18 last year in the passing game. You know, once he once you once he was put on tape with the great stuff he did against the Ravens, you know, that it was he put it on tape. Okay. To come out there and do something else. But we still got to remember maybe French vanilla this week. <laughs> you know, third preseason game, you're still going to pretty much be seeing some pretty basic offensive defense, but maybe a little bit. No. Just a, a tick more. You know, that's why I say French vanilla or vanilla no. bean. <laughs> no, it's going to be more likely uh, no sugar vanilla. No, yeah. I, no, I, I think I think it goes the other direction. Okay. I, I really do. I, I yeah. think it's it's 
even less. And honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if there's some uh, first team guys we don't see at all. And I'm okay with it because so far, both sides of the ball, I have seen what I need to see. Yeah. From 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 the first team guys that I I, I feel pretty good about it. Um. So if, if there's somebody, you know, if they're like, you know what, maybe we don't play Kenny Pickett, or maybe we don't play. I don't know. Pick somebody. I don't want to see Kenny Pickett if you don't have at least four out of five of your starting line. Correct. And, and you better have, honestly, I don't want to see Kenny Pickett unless you have all five. If, if, if all, if you have anybody dinged up that you're like, let's hold them out on the offensive line, then Kenny Pickett just sit out. Especially the risk. Well, risk reward, risk reward. I'll tell you this. If Nate Herbig is available and you want to rest Isaac Samalu, I would take that. It already looks like Kevin Dotson's probably not going to play. That was, he talked about that today, you know, or if you are talking, you know, Broderick Jones versus Dan Moore or Broderick Jones versus Chooks where Dan Moore kicks over. I would take that. But if you're talking, Oh, we're not going to play Mason Cole. We're going to play Kenneth. No, don't do that. Spencer Anderson did get five snaps at center towards the end, but I didn't even, I didn't see those to actually try to try to try to critique those, but. You know, here we go. Um, Aquatic Life says, you know, uh, black and gold bubble wrap. Okay. That's kind of, but you still want to develop for the season and they still have a lot of time. But at the same time, when the worst happens, then hindsight's 2020 and you're like, was it really worth it? But at the same time, if you don't play guys and you come out really flat in week one and drop a game, you should win, which I, I don't know that the Steelers I'm not ta- I'm not calling week one a should win game for the Steelers because that's probably one of the best teams they're going to face all season, perhaps. But in other circumstances, which ones were I mean, really it's hard to judge. You don't have the crystal ball to say, oh, if only I would have known that so-and-so was going to get their ankle stepped on and it was going to bother them for the first half of the season, you know, then I'd know I wouldn't have played them, but you know what? No, no, but the, yeah. look, the, living in your fears where, where I'm talking about it is to me, there's, mm-hmm. there's certain guys like honestly, Cam Hayward should come out and sweats. He's yeah. been in the league for 13 years. We know what Cam Hayward is. Yeah. We don't need to see him in this last preseason game. He doesn't need the tune up. I honestly, I don't want to see Kim Hayward in sweats. I want to see him in full gear and not step on the field because there's something that I think is more important about this game more than anything. I said it after the last game and then it's been, other people have said it. I'm not saying because they heard it from me. That's not the case because it's true. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of, I think, I, I, I did all the numbers. They might be one of two AFC teams, but there's a more there's there's a number of NFC teams that have to play two Thursday night games a season. To me, the yes. biggest thing for the Steelers to take out of this preseason preseason game is to learn how to play on a quick turnaround. That's number one thing you can take. And I'm sure as soon as the schedule came out for the preseason and which was after, you know, right around the same time came out for the regular season. I mean, some of the things were TBD, like it, it was a few weeks later that they actually said the day and time for, for this game. The Falcons had it way before the Steelers. If you looked on their website, which I thought was, well, it's their own game. No wonder, but 
to me, this is your chance. Hey, you you were gonna have to play on a Sunday and turn around and play on a Thursday. Well, this one play on a Saturday and turn around and play on Thursday, but we're traveling for this one. So that's even so that's like having the last day. So, yes, they're guys, hopefully from a preseason game, aren't as beaten and bruised as they would be from a regular season game. But at least it's as much of a dress rehearsal as what you could get otherwise when the Steelers have to do that, do this twice this season. To me, that's the number one thing. So I I would like to see Cam Hayward go through all the pregame stuff. And he doesn't even have to take a snap on the field. But just to go through that routine of being ready for, for the for the next game. Um but they, they're not going to play it that way. They'll either rest him or they'll play him for one series. Uh, I don't know. What else do you think that the Steelers have to play for in this game? The Steelers have to play? The, the Steelers have to play for this game. No no injuries. And then mm-hmm. I still look at, at what I want to say, um, continued um, – what I want to say, execution <laughs> as mm-hmm. position groups. Okay. You know, so your offensive line working cohesively, you know, your wide receivers, you know, everybody running the routes they're supposed to be running where they're, you know, no breakdowns in, in that. And um, really that's what, I, what I'd say, you know, Lack lack of breakdown, communications and things. I, I don't want to see communication breakdowns in the secondary. Um, I, I don't want to say that I don't want to see a play because pl- plays can happen, but I don't want to see a big play made because there was miscommunication and two guys bite in and we leave somebody run free behind, you know, behind the defense. You know, we haven't seen those kinds of things so far, and and there's no reason to start doing those kinds of things now. Keep it clean. I want to see another game with very few penalties. Yeah. I mean, four. Can't ask. Right. Four. And what were they? Five in the first game? I mean, the Steelers, the penalties. Either five or six. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I should know. Their number of penalties so far (laughs) is like way better than what you see out of a lot of teams in the preseason. And that's great. Let's keep that going. Yes. Clean football. Yeah, clean, clean football. Now, see, we're talking about not seeing starters. Remember, third preseason game last year, that's when the starters played the longest. But we're also talking about a time where there was a quarterback competition. So we don't know how much that changes everything. You know, you don't want to see the first-team offense, quote-unquote, let down. I'm sorry. I'm I'm calling it now. The first-team offense is going to have a letdown in this preseason game. Statistically, it's just too difficult to not. They have three drives and three touchdowns in two games. I don't think anything is going to be less. You know, I joked about how Kenny Pickett's um, um, quarterback rating plummeted from, what was it, 149.7 to 149.0. <laughs> I think it was It was point seven. It was the only yeah. difference. Of it. 140. Yeah. Yeah. So, Crazy. which, which, no, that's different. But I don't expect the Steelers' offense to come out here. And whether it's one drive, two drives, I wouldn't even be shocked if they have them out there three drives. I am not expecting a touchdown on each drive. It's an unreasonable expectation. 
So you're going to feel like it's a letdown from the last game and the game before. I understand, but you got to prepare for that. But I still want to see them execute. I don't want to see him. I, I don't. I don't want to see a three and out, and I don't want to see three punts if they're out there three drives. Um, I'm not saying they will be three drives, but that's if they're out there one drive and it ends in a punt, just it's going to be what it's going to be. It's still going to be a good quality preseason for the first unit, most likely. You know, unless you go out there and play sloppy, you know, um, have a penalty, give up a sack, and then a tur- and then end up with a turnover. You know, I, I'm not going that far. I'm just saying that what they've done so far is almost a near impossible pace for that first team to keep up with. So what's the play? What I'm going to look at, I want to see more than anything, what I think is good to play for in this game. Splash plays are phenomenal. And I would love to see the Steelers get a bunch more, but I want to see them scoring points without splash. You know, I want to see a drive set up, not by a takeaway, that takes, you know, like the first drive, the first game, what was it? 10 plays, something like that. Great stuff. So there's things to play for, to show just that you can do very, you can face whatever situation you're handled or handed handled. What am I saying? I so what are you saying? I don't know what I'm saying. I got to say, I am. We're to the end. I am completely exhausted right now because I got to give a special shout out. Today is my youngest son's eighth birthday. So it's been a crazy day here in this Schofield household. Um, he Earlier on the phone, he even, he even got uh, a happy birthday song from his grandparents and his uncle Rich, uh, which was fantastic. And? Oh, and Kyle. <laughs> well, and Kyle. And Kyle. I didn't know if he actually participated. I know he was there. Kyle but, actually sang the happy birthday, which Kyle's not one to sing. Yeah, <laughs> saying the happy birthday to Garrett. So. But I, I'm exhausted because we spent the day at the zoo, and I hiked up and down the hills and everything. Um, and all, I mean, I'm just tired. It, it's not bad. It was, we had a blast. I'm just tired now. <laughs> so I don't want the Steelers to be tired on Thursday. Rich, we're gonna have a long layoff without Steelers football. My goodness, you're talking the 24th of August. To the, is it is it tenth of September? I think it's the tenth of September. Ten, yes, ten. Yes, yeah. That's that's crazy. So, sorry, had had to figure it out. I figured that out based on the first day of (laughs) first day of postseason. The first day of postseason was the eighth, which is a Friday. It's it's so there's there's plenty for the Steelers to play for, but once again, they don't have to win this game. They really don't. Although someone said they need to do it for Miles Boykin because that guy's never lost a preseason game. That's hilarious. The, 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 you know, he was with, not, now instead now instead of it being a Ravens record, now it's now it's, now it's a Miles Boykin record. Man. One person. Yeah. <laughs> if he's nice. with your team, you're gonna win preseason games. You know, he's the anti-Chase Claypool of last year. <laughs> who 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 personally went two and 15. (laughs) So, all right. Although it's not important whether or not they win this game. That's what we do. Rich, give us your score. All right. Ready? Just for fun. All right. 
there's going to be a lot of leg in this game. 18 to 15 Steelers. <laughs> 18 to 15. You know what? I'm going to give a score. You know why? Because, well, first of all, there, there's not going to be a Steelers preview because there's just going to be a Steelers postgame show Thursday night in its place. It's the preseason. We didn't want to shift everything around. So we'll still have our, our, our regular show. It'll just be later. And we haven't been doing predictions on there anyway. So I'm going to give you one. You ready? Yes. 27-13. There you go. The reason I'm going 27-13, everyone else, get your scores ready to go in there. If you don't say the team, we're going to assume Steelers. Why? Because let's look at the pattern. Steelers have gone 27-27. We'll keep that up. They went 17-15. We'll go 13. Okay. <laughs> That's my philosophy. We'll go 27 go. 13. So throw your scores in here. Mathematical on the pattern. Yep, going mathematical on the pattern. We're, we're, we're going to throw them out here quick. Um, before we roll out of here, Kathy Ford, who Rich got to meet Kathy Dafton after Kathy the game. Dafton, I, yep, I did. And that was that was fantastic. It was so nice to see them. So um that was awesome. <laughs> you, know, you 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 were wearing your great Steel Curd Network shirt. They found you. You yep. you even went to their seats before the game, but they were doing the Franco Harris uh, yep. ceremony is, is where they were. Um, so, but uh, I'm just glad you caught up with them. There's Kathy. She says 27-12. Steel Dog 88 says 27-13. Give it, hey, we got the same score. I'm sure he typed it in there before I said mine because people were getting ready. Um and there's Afton, says 28-14. Steeler Chick 46 is going 27-14. Reginald River says 27-20. Brian Brett, whoa, hold on. Everything just went away for me for a minute You because you all have crazy scores in here. Brian Brown says two to nothing Steelers. Okay, Sean Manahan says 27-13 Steelers. Uh, Christopher 11 says 28-10. Gavin Anthony. I think I said it right this time. Uh, Steelers 21-13. Quinton Shelby, uh, 20 to 10. Okay. Gene Smith says 24-13. What we should know, we should, we, we should have thrown it off and said, what's the third the score at the end of the third quarter? That would have really got people. Um, George says 27-16 Steelers. Gabriel Golden says 23-21 Atlanta. Maybe you listened to my stat geek a couple weeks ago and – how last year 3-0 didn't work out too well for people. Uh, Jeremiah Yoder said 31-7 Steelers. C. Mm -hmm. Brown. That, did I say that right, 31-7? Oh, oh, you, oh you, you gave a roar. Nice. Uh, C. Brown says 24-13. Uh, Carey says 21-14 Steelers. Pedro... Uh, Pedro says 21-9. Can you get that word for you? We voted for you. Yep. Yes, we, we voted. voted for Pedro. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh Toddy says 23-9 Steelers. Um, Afton says, I'm gonna throw it up here. Said it was great, great meeting, meeting big bro and his lovely wife. Who were you there with? I just know your wife. I don't I, I don't know your lovely wife. My lovely wife. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll get you on that later. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you must have taken your other wife. <laughs> Sorry. No text for you. Uh, uh, I, I, I could help myself. Uh, Sherry Richards, thirty to sixteen. That would be nice. That hitting that thirty. I mean, 30 I know she's not the first cool. one that said it, but I'm just thinking that. I mean, Dennis C says thirty to ten Steelers. Uh, Mr. Woodside has seventeen sixteen Steelers. Um, I like Claude's. I'll go with this one. Thirty-five nothing, black and gold. 
how 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 big of a preseason would that be? That that would be fantastic. Okay, Alex Flores says 23-17 Steelers. Um Sean Manahan says says end of third 27-10 Steelers. <laughs> um Jennifer, I can't say your last name properly, 27-3 Steelers. Mm-hmm. She's like, said it like so many times, PT, and then I like PT Cruiser. That's right, Cruiser. Okay, but then I, I second guess it. That gets me every time. Um, uh, Richard Adamson, seventeen fourteen. Jerry Cherry, nineteen to five. Yeah, let's go. Let, let's go with the, with it. the awkward. Okay, um, Daniel Red says twenty six to seventeen. And I think, well, wait, I think I got one more. Yep. Is that Nob 412? Sure. 30 to 15 Steelers. Rich? Yeah. We're this is our this this is our last show before the end of the preseason. Yes. That we will no longer we're talking about practice. Talking about practice. We'll be talking about the real deal. So, um, oh, we got another one. Just throw it up there. Lifelong fan, 07, 21 nothing Steelers. There we are. Um, I'm excited for the preseason to be over because that means you get to the real season. I'm not, I'm not big on that lull, but you know what? Before we know it, it'll be done. Get the team rested up, ready to go for the regular season. Make sure you're checking out all of our podcasts. As I said, we won't have a Steelers preview, only a post-game show Thursday night after the game. Other than that, you should be looking at the same schedule, I do believe, um, through through then. Um, for those who were asking, hey, what, where's the week that was been with, with Dave and Brian? When the Steelers play a game, it's really hard to talk about their off day on Monday like it's something big and important when they play the game. So that that's when we'll probably maybe make one one last comeback for that show uh, there, when there's the week there is no game and things of that nature. Perhaps we're, we're tinkering with that. But that show gets replaced in the regular season by the last minute thought show uh, that, that I'll be doing. So make sure you're checking out all our shows. Other than that, the, the lineup should be the same. And steelcurtainetwork.com. We got lots of great content coming there. Make sure you're checking it out. Check out the store. Um, where did it go? I did, didn't have it up here. Um, if you went to the, the SCN store at, at itemorder.com, uh, if, if you could see my lovely Steel Curtain Network shirt. Rich, what do you have to say to close us out here tonight? All right, close us out. First thing I want to say, it was so awesome to be back in stadium for football. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what I love, you know. Um, going to training camp is, you know, okay. But I love being in stadium for football. It was great to be there. Good start by the Steelers. You know, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Everything seems to be moving the right direction. Keep the needle moving in the right direction. That's what I'm looking for this week from the Steelers. Keep the needle moving in the right direction. Less than 48 hours. Sitting on my couch. Watching the game right to the knee jerk. Can't wait.
can't wait. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.